Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. And welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show, Series 2 edition. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast. We are talking Deke Years, G.I. Joe Series 2, Victory at Volcana Part 1. I am Ray Stacanus. Robert Clark Chan. I'm Gina Ibolito. And it is very late at night as we record this. <laughs> we have been we have been talking about anything but the show for at least a good hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> There's there was a point when we were doing this show and I was devoted to like m- Making the show, uh, you know, what it is and all that, and like putting all my energies into there it. There was a time you cared, is what you're trying to say. I'm just saying that now <laughs> I'm just here because this is the only social time that I have. <laughs> and so, like, yeah, we, we've been, we will sit and talk for longer than the length of the episode. Way longer. Just shooting the shit. And that's in Los Angeles. That's uh, that's what you get. Like I get, I guess in other places people have bowling leagues and they do things, you know, to 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 interact with other adults once you become of a certain age. Hey, and- are you not going to do Game of Thrones nights anymore on Sundays? Man, I mean, are you, like, are pe- you done with it? No, people want to come over. I don't want to be. I don't want to be like haranguing people to come over. I mean, you were doing Westworld nights before I left for New York. Yeah, and then people but, like stopped coming. So I'm like, uh, All right, I'll watch myself. I, I don't care. New York, but Could, also we need it. to do Misfits. Yeah, they're here. They're here for you. Yeah, that's yeah. why people. Are like, <laughs> hey, 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 Gina, can I pick your brain? <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll problem. get back to this game thing later. <laughs> we came to the Game of Thrones night, and the problem is we really want to watch the show. Oh, and too it much was talking from just the loaded gallery. with other conversations of other stuff around us. And we were sort of like, uh, uh, and this is actually not the reason why we only came once. It was more so because we're lazy and didn't want to leave the house. Yeah, I oh. But I mean, that's a lot to go with it. But it was also sort of like sitting here and be like, I'm missing. Now we're going to have to oh, go home. Yeah. We're literally going to have to watch this a chance, <laughs> go home, and then watch it again. I feel like Why don't we cut out the middle? We man? didn't used to usually. I will say the only times that I came for Westworld, it was usually only you, Sarah, Riley and Jesse. Yeah. Also, Westworld's kind of a mind fuck, and if you open your mouth once, yeah. you'll lose the train okay, okay. completely. Correct. But yeah, because I'm the same way. I want to watch. If I make a really quick funny comment, it's going to be during total silence. You have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and the worst is when you think you have a moment, and it turns out you didn't. And then you're like, rewind it. Oh no, I'm the jerk. <laughs> so today we're talking about GI Joe Victory at Volcana uh, Part One. An episode that I generally enjoyed. Was it Volcana or Volcania? Volcania. I don't know. It's one of those words. I think Jan, it had can an we get a, can we get a can we get a sound drop, please, telling us where it is? Nobody said the name of the, the place. At the very beginning of the episode, they say Volcania Island. Oh, I feel do like they, they really? did. I think they did. I literally wrote it down because thank God they did. Across the blue Pacific, far from the hustle and bustle of civilization, lies the beautiful island of Volcania. I Volcania. Right. I stand corrected. Volcania. Yeah. Also, what a weird way to start uh, an episode. Yes. Because I was like, is this a, what's happening with this VO? Is this a travel brochure? Yeah, no, I, I didn't know. I was completely, uh, the reason why I completely missed that was because they've scanned past some fucking Moai. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm already out of this episode. I want nothing more to do with it. 
How dare well, you? It turns out on Volcania Island uh, is G.I. Joe's R&R base. Sure. So remember the Cobra base in the like, the Antarctic, like the snow base? Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is the Joe version of it in a and tropical island. I didn't, I didn't. What? I, I would on. not assume this seems out of character for G.I. Joe to me. A for little them bit. To have. Well, well right. the series two. What can what can you do at this base? Activities include tennis, archery, swimming, and fishing, and football. That's what you can do I mean, at this place. Is that what every Sandals it's, resort yeah, is? Yeah, it's a relaxing resort. I would go swimming, and nobody had a damn mai tai chilling on the beach. There are no uh, half naked ladies wandering around. I whoa. Okay, you know what? So you're saying well, Cobras just, was better. I'm going to jump on this right now because it was a continuing issue. I had the entire episode, and it made me furious. We finally saw Baroness again. We saw Zorana oh, again. Yeah, we saw Lady J, yes, whose single line was, uh. I'm telling you, they do not want to pay the women voiceover But actors. the worst part is but, they, they paid the voice of the Baroness to be a part of this show and she has said, yes, what? no, Morgan Lofting is absolutely in the cast of this show. Yeah. So they do not use her. Except I think that the I, I could be mistaken, but I think the way it works is you pay them for when they show up. Sure. Are you saying she's like a Marlon Brando from Apocalypse Now? No, Maybe no. I'll show I'm up with a script like, if you give me $20 you, you million. Dollars. for like recording days, I oh, think. Okay. Like, yeah. I, I, I think so. So some of the actors have got like 20 days of recording. Morgan had like three hours also but sure. also i was pleased to see that zoran is not dead in a pit but okay yeah they yes. are very clearly window dressing and yeah point. and well, that, well as i say it's just the weird thing was that uh they've sort of like been persona non grata for a long yeah. time they were all over this episode and mostly it was Co- uh, cobra commander saying do this do that do that yeah. and they didn't even get to say like Okay. I would rather they not put them in at all, to be honest. It as, was as opposed to like using them as weird red shirt extras. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was. It was disturbing. Yeah. But also, like, was, was there a moment when like the uh, the sub or whatever is being piloted by Baroness and Zorana? Was yep. it that? And I'm supposed to believe that they share a common skill set that makes them both appropriate pilots for this vehicle. Very annoying that it was never addressed. Like, like I I would have loved it if we had gotten. You know, if Baroness had been like, "Nice to see you out of that pit," and uh, then and then Zorano could have been like, but, "Oh, you know, just just you watch. Like one day you're not going to be so young anymore, and I'm going to get him." There were there were two hands at work here. One of them was like, "Jesus Christ, there's no women in this thing. We need to get more women in." And there was another who was like. We can't afford it, or we screwed something up, and and uh, we didn't hand them the right scripts, and now we don't have any audio. Uh, whatever happened, uh, like uh, oh, yeah. uh, there were two groups that were not talking to each other, Clearly. and the end result was they showed up a bunch in this episode and yeah. had no lines. Well, um, also at some point, I because I wrote no chicks again. And then I said, oh, wait, Lady J is all of a sudden there? Because, like, we don't even see her on the island. Like, she's just all of a sudden there. I've got some notes about that happening later in the episode <laughs> I don't want to step on. So here's the deal. Yes, it's crazy. I don't understand. Um, okay, so the episode begins with, uh, this is just so weird to me, because we have fishing with Salvo, your all-favorite characters, the right of might. <sighs> And he's fishing. Uh He catches what he thinks is a big fish. It turns out to be a gigantic cobra submarine, which capsizes his boat. Knew that was coming. Well, and also this to me, I was like, this place, this seems like small. Until we got into the real plan, I was like, this seems like small potatoes. I agree completely. Like they're attacking like a vacation base. Like this is Uh, it. It was weird. I was. I was working that through my head, and what the conclusion I came to was, uh, for some reason. All the Joes take a vacation at the same time, at the same place. So because they're unprepared, they probably thought it was a super secret base, and Cobra managed to get that information. So like, cool, we're going to hit a soft target, we're going to take them all out, and then there's nobody to stop us. Okay. See, see, Uh. I was actually thinking, wouldn't it be better to, when they're on vacation, do something like out of the blue, totally far away from there? 
because the, if the Joes are on vacation, then they're like sort of unprepared d- to but deal with it. Couldn't you argue, though, that uh, all the Series 2 Joes are on vacation, so all the good ones are now actually at work? I mean, <laughs> I would think that was true, but this story with Hawk, it was real sad. I Okay, yes. And and I love the fact that they actually got real General Hawk. I cannot remember the voice actor, but it, every time he said anything, in my head I was like, he's so much better than everybody yeah. else's voice actor. I wish he was wearing his old clothes, though. Okay, oh, there's another question I have why do the joes go on vacation and wear the exact same outfits they wear every other day that was Uh, weird to me are they like superman do they have closets full like does that one dude have a closet full of right as might he must or does he just constantly is it constantly a little stinky and he has to do laundry every three days but he doesn't (laughs) (laughs) yeah that Um, checks out the other thing is captain gridiron they're playing football because of course they are because this is the show uh, Captain Gridiron is like, give me the ball. He gets the ball and he runs off the field and across the basketball court, which I thought was just bizarre. Like he should, he's Captain Gridiron. I would think he would understand how football works. This is this would be how I would write a football game on a Absolutely. cartoon. I'd be like, and then he's he, and you just keep running, right? And he just like jumps in the pool, right? Isn't yeah, that how it works? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Pathfinder's wrestling an alligator. Where that, did this giant, that makes sense, right? He finds a ten foot crocodile. Where did this come from on this island? I I hate this so much. Like and then and then Stretcher, who we've never met before. Stretcher is a, a medic, a new series two medic. Yeah, and boy, Stretcher, they say a lot of names this episode. They do, they do and I hate but them all. Stretcher spends his entire vacation healing the injured Joes at this R and R base. Literally, never stops working. But He's the Gina Ippolito of the GI Joe <laughs> series too. He had one day off, uh, and it got <laughs> wasted. But here's the thing. Did, like I was like, did they did they bring these alligators in? That's in my case question. The Joes want to wrestle them because surely there aren't just alligators on this tropical island. You don't you don't plan to put your R and R base on a place that has ten foot crocodiles well, running around. And then Pathfinder clearly says this is how I relax. So I was wondering, like, oh, is it one of those things where like the Joes give a wish list? Like, it, oh like God. if like <laughs> if, for instance, if someone came to the podcast and said, like, hey, you guys are all taking a vacation write down what you want and I would write down an all-you-can-eat Sunday bar and all-you-can-eat cereal bar and all-you-can-eat sushi bar and all-you-can-eat sure. noodle bar. Yep. Nope. What, what, why don't you just say buffet? Uh, I want those specific things. Right. But like <laughs> <laughs> you, you singled them out like you were like, uh, Gina, you get a new car. What do you want? I want four tires. <laughs> I want windshields. I want doors. No, because two uh, or because four. I don't. Too, a buffet is too broad. <laughs> Sometimes there are things in buffets that I don't like. Right. That's but the whole point of buffets. So you don't take no. Those and just I want eat it the like I want my want. cable channels. I want only the channels that I want, and I don't want the one weird religious channel. But you're not paying for it, so it doesn't matter. I don't you don't have know to watch exists. the weird religious channel, I, except you do. I don't even want to know those squares of lime jello exist. I love the squares. Kind of I mean, I would still eat them. I'm just not. Jan, Jan, we're on the same page. I would just want the. I have a box of live jello in buffet jello, buffet pudding, two of the greatest items on earth. I'm sorry. I love both of those immensely. You just can't make it like that at home, and I cannot figure out why. Oh, you can't make jello like that at home, right? Yeah. It's one of the easiest things to make. I can make jello. I can't make jello like that. It's pure. It's perfect. It's extra thick. It's I, I, you know great. what? You know what I bet they do? I bet they do the jigglers recipe. Do you know that on jello boxes jigglers, there's two recipes? Jigglers. There's because the, the jigglers are a little bit firmer. I do like that. And I bet they do it jiggler style so that they can they can square why. them, that they can cube them for the buffet. Doing it jiggler style sounds very <laughs> yeah. offensive. Can I just say for the record? I mean, it sounds like it combines several of my favorite things: I, food and sex. It, it, there it is. <laughs> and Bill Cosby. <laughs> I mean, let's just keep it real. Um, okay, so we all see. Yes. We're here to celebrate a different way to eat jello gelatin. <laughs> With our bear, this. all we need <laughs> cookie cutters, cheesy recipe, oh and we got Jigglers! Oh boy! Because we say Jigglers, I really I, wish I he wasn't it. so problematic. <laughs> I know, because now also all I can think is him uh, uh, stuffing roofies into the Jigglers. Oh no! Oh yeah, he's got a table full of kids right here. They're all unconscious at the end of this shoot. <laughs> I did all this prep work. 
but now unfortunately it's a jiggler. I'm pretty sure that's problematic. To <laughs> Is do that, that problematic? Uh, to do that, <laughs> I'm allowed to do it. But every Bill Cosby impressions are hilarious. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's universal. Get, are we allowed to do that? Everybody gets to do yeah, a Bill Cosby. I, everybody. All right. All right. I Chan, felt weird Chan when Gina looked it. at me, but I'm like, no, I know this no, is okay. I'm referring to Chan. Yeah. Oh. If Chan says it's okay. I'm giving you a pass. If, also, if you this... can say the N-word to one black person. <laughs> yeah. Go look, ahead and say that I said it was okay. Look, if this if this tape resurfaces when I'm, I'm in line, if I when I'm in line to host the Academy Awards <laughs> eight years from now. I am going to murder you, Gina, Chad. this isn't the tape that will get you in trouble. <laughs> um, so we get to General Hawk, who, again, I'm just so happy they have the voice actor there because he's so good. He's got such gravitas to his voice. But that's why, this, that's why this made me so sad. Yes. Because I was excited yes. to see Hawk. Yes. And I was like, oh, it's Hawk. And it's the voice actor, someone I recognize Finally. Finally. And then David he's like, Kay, they put the me out Thank to pasture. You. And he's making burgers for Ambush. I love the fact that he's so good at his job. He makes the burger and Ambush on vacation is hiding in a bush. Yeah. Which is weird. And, but he like turns around. And he was like, hey, Ambush, here's your burger. And Ambush is like, oh, thanks, Hawk. And he comes yeah. out of the bush. And I'm like, this is a guy who gets his team, man. Which is why it's so sad. They say, I'm in retirement, Hawk says. And they say, that's why they have me stationed at this R&R base. He's banished. He's yeah, banished to, to a desert island. This is the this is the cop equivalent of a desk job. They put Hawk on a desk job, and I hate it immediately. And he hates it too because I also it also feels like it feels like Saved by the Bell, the college years oh, or something that's like just that. Sad. It just feels like it, it's like it's like giving me something familiar, but putting a spin on it that I hate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, here's the thing. So uh, Cobra is attacking the base at this point with the sub. And immediately Hawk is just like, I'm putting on this flight suit and I'm about to just go nuke somebody. Wait, by the way, I love that. Yeah. Uh, Also, quick uh, update. It is not the original voice. It is the voice. Ed Gilbert is the original Really? This is, this is a different guy, although he, he does it for the entire uh Did he do it for any other run. parts of earlier G.I. Joe at all? No. Because he sounds exactly sound the same. It a lot like him. Yeah. Wow. Uh, here is He's another so thing, good. though. Here's the, oh, they're both great, then. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm stunned by that. He, obviously, like many he, uh, voice actors, he has a long, long career. I bet. You would recognize him most recently uh, as the narrator from last week's night with John Oliver. Oh, and I now, didn't know, uh, and now. that had a narrator. To be honest, have oh. you never seen the show? Gee, no. I have it, it, the one. The one. Uh, uh, and now, like uh, ten uh, seconds of people on TV embarrassing themselves. Yeah, TV news people doing stupid shit. Okay. Ten okay. seconds of no more Valentine's Day on your local news. Okay. Okay. That guy. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. Wait, that's the original Hawk or the new Hawk? The new Hawk. New Hawk. Oh, uh, here's okay. the deal. I honestly, I'm going to go back and listen because I'm blown away because he sounds exactly like original Hawk. I have a feeling <laughs> when you go back and yeah. listen, they won't sound at all alike. Um, I will <laughs> add to that fact. It just goes to prove how talented that guy is and about how happy I am he's on the show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, the vo- voice people are the best a- people in the all world. All amazing. Yeah. But there are definitely times when. You bring in uh, a new guy, and you're like, yeah, but he's not. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Oh, he's not our Wrong-sounding Muppets. Wrong-sounding Muppets yep. will always be a thing. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so, but I love the fact Hawk puts on his, uh, uh, what is the guy from uh, uh, Captain America, the guy with the, the, the wingsuit who flies around? Falcon. Falcon, thank you. And he just is Falcon, which I, he's like, now Hawk's going to fly, puts on his Falcon suit and starts throwing oh. grenades at the Cobra. Yeah, which, by the way, every other Joe is like, Standing around and watching, him. yes, like they are not helping, they're no. just like, uh, they can't believe how badass their boss is. They're like, You got this, you got this. I, uh, the thing that bothered me most was, uh, I want arrest, I want action. He is talking normally as the pew pews are going <laughs> off yeah. because he's being shot at and he's he's still flipping burgers and jumping away it's- again. We we did the voices, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the animation comes in like, oh, fuck. No, oh, no. well. You, it takes a lot to to flap Hawk. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> that, it takes a lot. I, I will say that sound bite did sound a lot like original Hawk. It does, right? Yeah. Um, okay, and here's another thing that was weird. So Metalhead, we love Metalhead. I love Metalhead. I'm, He's growing on you. Man, James. I'm warm into that yeah, I love him. son of a Wait, bitch. Wait, which one the is The guy he? who shoots the missiles and oh, shouts bang bang, bang. bang, bang. I love him a lot. 
And it's so weird because they put him in the turret of a Cobra vehicle, but he's shooting his own missiles instead of the turret that he is manning. And there's something so gosh darn baller about that. I love it. I, will, I love it. I, I, I will say this. I am willing to suspend my disbelief for the design of these vehicles because oh, I understand, like... You're selling fucking toys, and like you gotta put the little uh, GI Joe guys sticking out of the thing so that you can see them, so you can play with them. Absolutely, you're not gonna jam them down into a tank and then close seal the thing up, and you can't see the the toys. I get that, but when uh, it, it, they it sort of uh, like takes that to its logical extension, and and uh, dudes getting clocked by branches going by because they're sticking out of the tank. Right. I'm like, don't call it out. D- don't call out that it's weird because... Yeah. It- you guys know that you write this show, right? You don't have to put that in there. It's yeah. meta. But also, by the way, my favorite part of this episode, pink vehicles. Okay. We got pink vehicles. I was excited about it. I, I mean, marked it down every time we saw them. It was probably just laziness and not intentional. No. I think it was intentional because they know that girls like pink. And I sure. liked it. This no, is the show they were really like, trying to appeal to the young women out there. Just, just color them number 65. What's that? Number 69? All right. And there you go. <laughs> well, I liked it. I would have totally... I mean, I didn't watch G.I. Joe or buy G.I. Joe's or play with G.I. Joe's. But, but if, if you I saw, saw a pink tank, you'd be... At someone's house, can, I'd be like, sweet. Can I say my time in video games has taught me if you ever see pink in a game, it's because that's a temporary color made pink because, of course, we're not keeping it pink. Oh. So my <laughs> belief is that those tanks were pink because uh, they intended to be changed and just nobody bothered. Excuse me. In the classic uh, in the classic game, Bart versus the Space Aliens, Keep going. you had a can of purple spray paint. Awesome. And you had to spray paint things purple that you suspected were aliens. And not pink. Purple and pink are both. They are not the same. Cool ass colors. That is ladies a Ladies like. That and I statement. liked that game. So, I mean, you don't have to be a lady to like pink. I love pink. I think she has a fantastic body of work. And I'll listen to Rain her singer, any, any given day of the week. So Captain Gridiron wants to provide covering fire because they want to do one military thing in this episode. So he jumps into a a bunker. Is that what they called it? It's a weird looking tank that looked like a a a deformed skull, and he just like drives forward at Cobra shooting. Now part of what covering fire is, I'm going to give you guys a little military <laughs> lesson. Covering fire is all your years of military <laughs> service. That's right. Uh, I, I which still somehow more than the writers of this correct. Show. <laughs> Uh, Gina, I've had multiple conversations with Buzz Dixon, so I think I'm qualified to answer this. Uh, By the way, what you, do you guys think Buzz would think about this new? If I guarantee if he, he if doesn't he want to watch it, with watch us. one of them. I feel like he would get mad. He would get mad. Yeah, why would we? We would not do that to him because he is our friend. Because we respect. him. I know, but I want. I want to see him pick it apart. Um, so covering fire is Gina. You need to make it from over a point A to point B. But Chan is a machine gun, and he is firing at us. If you were to run from point A to point B, he would shoot you. Yo, dude, I've seen every single episode of the original Magnum P.I. I know Thank what you. covering fire is. So uh, this is for the people at home. So I'm <laughs> Is going it a to, Lamborghini? I'm going to shoot in Chan's general vicinity, so Chan is pinned down, doesn't feel like putting his head up for fear of being shot, so Gina can run from point A to point B. Now, in the G.I. Joe Series 2 universe... I'm going to provide covering fire means I'm going to run forward and shoot a bunch of cobras and then turn around and you're all still going to just be standing there. That's basically what covering fire. And then I'm just going to run back to you because I've done my covering fire. Mm. I want to know what happened to the burgers. They were not enjoyed that day. Damn it. Maybe Metalhead ate them. Well, we'll get there. So we're going to get to the burgers. Thank goodness. Yeah. So, thank this God. is the only thing I cared about in this yeah. episode. That's why we needed what, two parts. One of the fate of the burgers. Yeah. In part two. We find out the burgers journey. Yeah. Um, the base is taken over by Cobra. They have just completely like sideswiped G.I. Joe. And I love this. I love anytime Cobra is effective. And does something right. Yeah, but again, we're we're a little ways into this, and I'm still not sure what the plan is. Don't worry about that. Hey, we're it's Operation there. Longbow. Yeah, they got two we'll episodes. Uh, so we also find out there's a super secret airfield on the other side of the base that is not super, not secret, and barely an airfield. It's a teeny-ass island. Why do you think that that would somehow be secret? Because it's not covered. No. It's out in the goddamn open. And it's, and it's if they found your island. Dozens of vehicles right there to see. 
I'll tell you what this episode needs. It needs some like lost island, like oh, magic stuff happening. I'm going to push this every episode until something weird happens. Not going to happen. Like in the original series. Uh, I want there like to they be- they jump down that little well thing, and it turns out that uh, like uh, 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 there's a little Scottish man down there who keeps uh, pressing the button. I would love that. Into it. Here's the. I would have loved it if something like that happened. No. G.I. Joe goes to the super secret base, and they point out like four or five different types of vehicles that I've never heard of in my life. So obviously this is them doing their product parade. That's what they spent their money on instead of hiring female voice actors Mm. for this episode. Just to draw the same vehicle 12 times in a row. And uh, Cobra is in position to get between G.I. Joe and the vehicles and shoot them up real good. Now, the weird thing to me here is in one in one sequence that's like one second long, a bunch of Joes are like running back into the jungle and Sergeant Slaughter is with them. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter is and, and wait is, what? So yeah, Sergeant Slaughter, who is not in this episode at any other point before or after, is with a group of like the five main Joes. They needed to draw in like one or two more to, th- to flesh it out, and they just put Sergeant Slaughter running with them. Okay, now I'm actually starting to think: Are we not giving these animators enough credit? Are, is this like is this like how in every episode of Seinfeld there's a Superman reference like either the magnet on the fridge? Yeah. Are they now just using Sergeant Slaughter as an Easter egg? And this is my question because three episodes in a row it, yes. we have the, Sergeant Slaughter on the Angeline billboard, we have Sergeant Slaughter in the workout tape, yes. and we have Sergeant Slaughter in one frame running okay. through the forest with the team. I I think this is a good bit. Look for it. This is what I'm saying. It's like where's Waldo? Uh, I think this find is, Sergeant am, Slaughter in the episode. I am now on board with this. I used to think that. This, this show was stupid, and the writers were all stupid, and the animators were all stupid. But now somebody's I think, trying. I think they're they're really like putting this Easter egg yeah. in here. And also, I I, I believe, and I was a little grainy the 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 video. I think Duke was there too for like one sequence, just running oh through God. the forest. Oh like God. it was weird because they, they don't. These are important, huge characters in GI Joe, not speaking, not being part of the plot. I, these are characters. If Sergeant Slaughter's on the island, he would obviously be part of this plot somewhere. I bet they just grabbed some character designs, Must like have. grabbed some cells, and were like, "What do we got? What do we got that's not being used? Toss them in there." That's a Joe, right? Put him in. It's Sergeant Slaughter. I don't know. No. I really hope it's an Easter egg. No, they have to pay Sergeant Slaughter, so it's probably uh, uh, they they have the cell for Sergeant Slaughter, and they yeah make a shirt pink or something like that. No, it's Sergeant Laughter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on. You know what? I'm on board with all of this. GI Joe will return after these messages. Introducing the ultimate warrior. The G.I. Joe Super Trooper. There's only one way to get him. Send four Super Trooper certificates and a $1 handling charge. See details on specially marked packages for your Super Trooper. The ultimate warrior. Now, back to G.I. Joe. So, of course, G.I. Joe is being shot at. They have to escape. Uh, so they run into a Mayan temple that's on this island. Just happens to be there. Why not? Because fucking we already have Moai from Easter Island. and What is happening knows on what this else. island? Yeah. And also, those pyramids are specifically for Cobra bases. I don't understand how a Joe can just waltz in there like they know what's going on. But maybe it's, uh, maybe it's, like, maybe it's like Las Vegas. Okay. Like they're re- they just, rebuilding all of these little all like of the, these little things. It's like the, like Luxor the Luxor in Las Vegas. Yeah, like they have like a little like uh uh, uh you know uh, something from something from everywhere. They've got a okay. Sphinx somewhere on there. Uh, you know what? I'm on Eiffel board. Tower, well, mini wait till Tower. episode two. Yeah. Inside the volcano, they have uh, they're shooting a, a sh- really bright light up out of it, like the Luxor. So maybe. Maybe the Vegas architects were watching this episode and like, oh, my God, we could totally do that. <laughs> uh, on board. Uh, so now uh, Cobra says, oh, they're running to the temple. We're just going to shoot the entire temple, which I thought was a good plan. Like, they're kind of so, shooting at the entrances, but then they just start shooting at the body of the temple. They don't even care anymore. They're just like, ah, they went in there. Shoot there. And I'm like, yeah, you got the entire Cobra Navy with you. Do it. And they do. And it works, sort of. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. So now we get to the plot. 
Now we get to the actual meat. Chance happy. We're going to get to the only meat of the episode. Nine minutes in. Don't worry about that. They're mm. building, for whatever reason, they're building a railroad into the <sighs> volcano across the island for reasons I still don't fully understand, except that they wanted to have a mine car sequence later in this episode. Do they, do, do they not? It, here's how I know there aren't any Asians on this G.I. Joe I team. They absolutely would have yep. absolutely would have had that character here. And since we don't have it, <laughs> maybe we just gotta give it to the Native American. Eh, close enough. <laughs> so the, the 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 two captured Joes, we have uh, 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 Salvo and we have Pathfinder. Rampart. Rampart. Rampart's the captured ones. I see. Um, and they were the ones on the boat earlier, and they're both now having to build the railroad. And for whatever reason, Cobra spills the entire plan to them, like they're not members of GI Joe. Oh, maybe in part two we find out that that wasn't their plan at all. They told they told them a misleading plan. I really want something want about this to show true. to be good. I would like no. I so here's the deal. So GI Joe in the temple, they escape through a hole in the floor and escape through a sea tunnel because, of course, they did. I would say it, it was weird, like. They're they're there. Uh, the ceiling's caving in. Everyone's like, "Oh no! What do we do? What do we do?" I'm like, "Dude, there's a huge well right there. Why don't you just jump into that?" Yeah. They're like, "Oh, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do?" And then you know we got the commercial break, and then we come back, and finally General uh, Hawk is like, "Why don't we jump in that well?" I'm like, yeah. "It was real weird. Like normally in this situation, you would just not have that in the shot." And then reveal, oh hey, here's a here's a you know, a get out of it. No, they just had it there the entire time, and so just a bunch of dumb idiots. Like, oh no, what are we gonna do? I mean, there's this giant hole here with like water at the bottom of it that looks like it's uh, running, so we could get an escape. Uh, I don't know. Let's wait for the boss to tell us so we can do that. It's sort of like an episode of Dora the Explorer when she's like, "I can't find the penguin. <laughs> can you see the penguin?" <laughs> Dundee, star the penguin. Uh, are there penguins in Dora the Explorer? I because I need so. to wa- start watching it then. She explores. I would not understand why she would not explore places places that have penguins. I mean, I'm just extrapolating maybe. but Okay, so here's the big plot. Guys, this is the big plot. So Cobra has taken over this Joe base, not because it was a Joe base. That was secondary. It was because uh, there's, a, there's a volcano in there. Hold on. Wait a minute. Back yes. up real quick because this is the point where we get the only line from Lady J. Oh, yes. That's it. Uh, I uh, missed that. I missed it. I missed it too. But you, I would you, say you want to hear it, it again? No, no. I'm. There you <laughs> go. Strong stuff. Oh. Um, okay, so Cobra's plan. They have a. They have a. They have an inactive volcano, and they use this railroad to transport a lava drill. Now they use the now. Okay, cool. Lava, dangerous, and powerful. I, and I wrote classic. Yeah, like yeah. This is vintage Cobra. Yes, that's what I liked about this episode. The, the only thing I liked was that it felt like a yeah. I could a I, real I, plot. I, Although I could picture this plan. This is so fucking Rube Goldbergian. Okay, because the only reason we have a lava drill to drill down to the mantle of the earth, which is not an easy thing to it is do. Not. Is to bring up the lava to, to be to, to to power an elevator <laughs> to power a hydraulic elevator to heat water. Yes, we're using a lava drill <laughs> yes. for a thing that we could just get an electric kettle at the goddamn Target. Yeah, yeah. to handle the same. They could have <sighs> literally set up windmills and gotten the same amount of power needed to <sighs> raise. And so they have a literally, it's called a space gun because we are done trying. Oh, yeah. Wait, can I say that I really like though that that Cobra Commander uses the full word for tarp. He said tarpaulin. Yeah, I was like, there, I've been under that tarpaulin. tarpaulin. That's a very tarpaulin. Cobra Commander thing to do, I feel like. Can I also classy, express, this classy. is the thing that really hit me, is they get there, they start setting up the lava drill, the space gun, like the whole Cobra invades the G.I. Joe base, and then Destro has to explain what the plan is to Cobra. Cobra Commander signed off on this plan, sight unseen, and he's leading the charge, I not say, knowing what the plan is in the first place. I think he used to do that with 
with Destro back in the day. I think Destro would create a thing and then he'd be like, okay, cool. Here, I'm going to show you how it works. And then Cobra Commander's like, oh, okay. But then Cobra Commander would have an ingenious plan for using the Pyramid of Darkness, for using the Weather Dominator, like the giant laser that puts his face etched into the moon. These are things that Cobra Commander did. Instead, Cobra Commander and Destro's like, I have this space gun and lava drill. And Cobra Commander's like, great. Destro's like, we're going to take it to this island. And he goes, great. When we get there and take over the Joe base, tell me what we're going to do. How Listen, many? He spent a lot of time as a snake. Uh, His brain can't yeah, be expected fair. to work like that it used to. That is fair. How many times in this series, we've done nine episodes now, yes. has the plan been, we have a big gun, we're going to blow something up <laughs> unless you give us money? Let I mean, me, right me as might. Let me check. <laughs> it's All whole, of them. The, the thesis statement what? of this second series, G.I. Joe, seems to be beat them into submission with the one who has the biggest gun wins. Right as might. Yeah, because, uh, let's see, Granny Dearest, the one we just watched, a uh, big temple with big guns on it that's flying through the air, the Flying Fortress. Yeah. Revenge of the Pharaohs, a giant gun to blow up a dam. Yeah. That's a thing. Uh, let's see, United We Stand. We have... Uh, what was uh, that one? That was the one with the teamwork and working together. Right. We have laser vipers. We right. have uh, the, we had fake missiles. We Not a gun, we had fake okay, missiles. Okay, there's one. And then all of Operation Dragonfire is a giant laser beam. So I count it. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still uh, a projectile of some kind. And I, I miss potato chip bubblegum people. I miss <laughs> weird octopus creature in the bottom of a well. Weird ghosts yes. and planes. Yes, mm-hmm. I miss. Guys, we can start from the beginning and do every original episode of GI Joe. Uh, although I, I will say, the more I do, now. I did like the uh, the mirrors and the missile. It was dumb, I liked it but a lot I kind of I kind of liked it. So, can, can you give me the quote here? Because this is the saddest quote, yes. General Hawk. Oh my god! You know what I'm about? Yes. To, yeah, yeah. I wrote Chen, it down. Just, but wait, before that, yes, please. Uh, uh, another great quote from Cobra Commander. Oh, this is a great day for Cobra and a terrible day for GI Joe. <laughs> Great line it's read. Terrible. Yeah, he's great line read. so much delight in it. But then, and then we <laughs> then immediately we, get the saddest line yeah, ever. We go from the high of Cobra Commander's joy to the sadness of General Hawk and what Ugh. he's become. I just wrote sad. Pulling 80 feet into a roaring rapid wouldn't face me at all. Sorry, General, but even Joes get old. Oh, Jesus God. Christ. Wow. What is wrong with you, writers? Gina, can I rent a, a finest suit? Because apparently that's it. I mean, I mean, it is. I feel like this whole series, too, is leading up to finest suits <laughs> oh for everyone. For the only the people watching. Well, I mean, I mean, this is absolutely something that'll be in part one of a two-parter. And then the two-parter, the second part will be like, Oh my goodness! I had no idea. I still got it. Yeah, baby. Like, oh, I'm gonna go fuck useful. some whores. But he, he's <laughs> already been like the MVP of the team twice in the short time of this episode. Yeah. He he put on the flight suit and threw grenades at the at the Cobra sub, yeah. and then he found the well and got and then formulated the plan to get everybody down it. He's been the MVP, and after all of that, his team is just like. Yeah, you're old. Like what? What the yeah. fuck, guys? <laughs> have some. I don't know. So but okay, it, what have about, you done lately? It was about at this point after they get to sp- after they say the term space guns. Yes. Where I wrote, all right, not a bad app. The, uh, the okay. like this feels like a good old school Cobra plan. Because. But also, how are they funding this if they are broke? Okay, this is my other problem. Why is Cobra Commander? This is why they're broke because Cobra Commander is funding operations that he doesn't know what they are. Look, look, look! look. They're using slave labor. Okay. I.e. the two Joes. <laughs> so <laughs> that guys. is a savings of uh, tens of dollars. I mean, you gotta get the you gotta get the the raw materials to build that railroad. Yeah, so that you could move this damn thing into a cavern. Yeah. Also, they built a they built a, a space gun and, and a guys, laser and bought a tarpaulin. My question <laughs> is, expensive tarpaulin. The, the space gun goes up through the volcano and just appears at the top. Why can't you just drop things down with a helicopter? Why do you need the railroad? Why can't you just put it on top of a hill? This is why you guys aren't in charge of Cobra. They explain that, Chan, because a hill is not as defensible as the inside of a volcano. Uh, Thank you. It, first of all. Yeah, all right, that's a good point. That's all I got. I mean, an extinct volcano looks like it will collapse pretty goddamn easily. Real fast, yeah. Um, well, they decide they want to test, so uh, they blow up ComSat Alpha, 
the number one communication satellite in the world, and near as I can tell, nobody on Earth notices. Oh, maybe that's why Facebook and Instagram were down today. That makes a yeah. lot of sense. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, he explodes it. Uh, the Salvo and Rampart, they push Metalhead around in a metal cart, and if you didn't see them knocking him off the cart and riding the cart out of the base, you are seven. And even a seven-year-old, I think, would have picked up on what was about to happen. <laughs> um, and then they steal a tank after going on the minecar ride, and they escape. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Really yeah. big action scene. Not that great. Not that interesting. Sorry, guys. Uh, uh, I've seen better action scenes from G.I. Joe before. It I, was eminently forgettable. I want to know if they're going to still get their vacation time after this. Because I would be pissed if I was on like my two weeks a year of vacation yeah. time. And then someone was like, can you send out a bunch of emails? I'd be like, I can. I'm going to add an extra day to my vacation, though. It's better than that, Gina. You're on vacation. Terrorists invade the resort, the Sandals Resort where you're staying. And the only way to defeat the terrorists is to write a sitcom pilot. <laughs> I mean, happens more often than you might think. I mean, it happens a lot. I'm not gonna lie; it would all depend on how cute the terrorists were, ah! <laughs> or the people I was stuck in the sandals resort. So there's a cool, a cool part. I don't know. The GI Joe's like, we don't have any weapons, and so they're like, cool, let's just start abducting cobras and taking their gear. Yeah, which, I like that a lot. And then all of a sudden, uh, Lady J knocks out a dude, and. Point two seconds later is wearing all of his clothes. They, they, well, she is a mime. They can quick change. I mean, that's a real quick change. I mean, fair enough. Uh, and, and then another weird... That, uh, guys, can you explain the sequence to me? Uh, uh, Metalhead is just... They kind of find Metalhead after the minecar fight, like, sitting there... And then, and then, like Destro, like pokes him in the head, and he like starts malfunctioning. No, his, his he broke his like his visor crap that helps him see. Okay, and then that's what it was. And then because it, it, it shorted out, and that's it what messed was, things up. And then Destro sort of like like knocks on it to try and fix it. Okay, and then he's like he he's like oh yay it's fixed I can see again but it's it's sort of malfunctioning so he can't see as well as he thinks and he keeps <laughs> running into things. Yeah, I honestly I had to rewind that section and watch it a second time and I still had no idea that all that was going. On. I didn't. My question about that is is are, do his eyes not work without the visor? Because he was laying there, like, like basically, this is like, oh, God, I broke my glasses and I can't see without them. It's like Velma from Scooby-Doo. Yeah, or, or Burgess Meredith in Time Enough at Last, the I episode of The Twilight Zone. I just watched that. Uh, I mean, it's one of the most famous ones. It's great. But You guys, his wife is awful to him in Oh, that. yeah, like, yeah. she's a real <laughs> she's terrible, terrible person. She ruins all of his books. She literally says, I want you to read this book to me. I know you like reading. I would like you to read to me. He goes, I would love to. Oh, my gosh, what a great experience uh-huh. we share. He opens the book, and she has, has uh, marked out every single word in yeah. the entire book on every page. Yeah, and then looks terrible. at him, looks at him with a look like, Fuck you. Yeah, she's terrible, but but also he should have either killed her or divorced her to a be long fair, time ago. Gina, not everybody knows they can fire their director. <laughs> I mean, uh, like, that is just a fact. Uh, I, 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 that episode, that is one of the saddest episodes because you just that guy just can't get a break. Uh, uh, but, yeah. but he's I, the penguin, like, so it's okay. But I will say, like he he just lays there. He's like, yes. oh god, my visor's broken, and is just like laying there, and then. Never thinks to take it off and just walk. So I was like, oh, is he blind without them? Is this I, a weird, like, is like he Look at Jordy LaForge situation. Yeah. yeah. I, I think he, he's looking through the, the lens and using the magnification and everything so much that maybe his eyes have become weakened over time of using it. Yeah. So now it's like he needs it. Okay. I, I kind of feel that about it. Like we'll, We will never so see like, him without it So, like, does he on. leave them on during sex? I assume so, yes. Interesting. Range, two feet in front of me. <laughs> okay. Bang, bang. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, God. Yeah, I hope it was good for you. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so Cobra Commander, uh, the Joes are regrouping right now. They're getting ready to take on the Cobra base. And Cobra Commander is already getting responses from the world because he has gone on a broadcast over the, t- the pirate airwaves that he does. Like uh-huh. he does. And, Chan, I know you got these queued up for me. The responses from the people of Earth who, who have just lost the number one communication satellite, might I add, and apparently do not give a shit. We are sorry, but our president is on vacation, and we are unable to surrender in his absence. Oh, your idle threats interrupted bowling for dollars. Please see that it doesn't happen again. I love this. And not only that, during that whole scene, it's the most extreme close-up of his face for like a good 30 seconds of airtime. <laughs> 
Deke did not want to animate anything for that sequence. Except Baroness and Zoran in the background just watching him quietly. Yeah, yeah. Like fucking pervs. I mean, maybe Weird. their tongues got ripped out at some point. Yeah, I would that buy would that. Explain a oh, lot. Okay. Would, yeah. They got punished. I want you to dump her. I hope we're not the last words Baroness ever said. Oh yeah, would that would exciting. be really sad. And how exciting was the fact he's like, okay, listen up, California. Yeah, I I've was like, oh no, he's coming for me now. I'm telling you, this <laughs> yes. is why Facebook was out here today. And the justly famous. California River Bridge. California <laughs> River. Not the Golden Gate Bridge. Nope. It might look like it. It is a cheap imposter. <laughs> yep. It will easily go down to laser fire from a Wait, space gun. is there no it's California River. River Bridge? No. I mean, there must <laughs> be also, one somewhere. they animated the goddamn Golden Gate Bridge. Yes, they did. Look, they clearly don't know what's Easter Island, what's the Sphinx, what's... <laughs> Las Vegas. Why there's an Aztec and or Mayan temple on this remote island in the uh, Pacific? It's a Pacific uh, island. Yeah, one would think. Um, so Why is it the Animaniacs have a better grasp of geography than these people because do? Because Animaniacs is smart, and it's written by smart people, and they taught me all about capitals and states, and they might be giant songs. That's fair. Um, I would also add G.I. Joe, also populated by very intelligent writers and designers, and they taught me all about... Uh, Cobra Island at having a Sphinx. Mm-hmm. So he's going to blow up the LA River Bridge or California River Bridge, I should say. And so I like the fact that they're about to blow it up. He's like, you know what? Let me do it. This is my jam. I appreciate that about Cobra Commander. Yeah, that's he's a one- hands-on leader. Let me do it. I love this stuff. I, as a hands-on leader, I would follow that. I man. mean, that's a perk that you get. Like when you're in charge, that's that's one of your perks. It's yeah. a thankless job being in charge, but every once in a while, you're allowed to shoot off the big missiles. It's good to be the king. It's all true, and that's the end of part one. They literally he gives him ten seconds to get off the bridge, sporting, cool. and he then blows up the bridge. I assume some people didn't make it off. What would you guys do if you heard that? Because part of me would probably be like, "Eh, this is probably a hoax. I'm too lazy." Um, if I lived in the world of Cobra, where this shit happens all the time, I would be terrified and okay, I would Okay, okay. We've I seen him, like, take the Eiffel Tower, I imagine. Yeah. Like, I don't tend to, like, panic when things... Like, like I remember a lot of people were, were p- stocking up for Y2K and panicking about oh, that, Lord. and I was like, that's good. We're going to be fine. You know what? That's, like, the fifth Y2K reference I've heard this week alone. Why is Y2K suddenly back in the zeitgeist again? I don't know. Everybody is making Y2K references. Guys... I remember Y2K. I remember some very smart people, some very smart computer people in my life who I be, I lost a lot of like, you know, you kind of lose. They, the shine goes off the penny because they were just like, guys, I know a few things. I mean, I'm a smart guy. Oh, uh, I, I know about computers. Gonna... This is a thing we have to honestly worry about. This oh, is a God. big deal. The crazy people might not be so crazy. You'll see when it happens. Yeah. And I remember I remember getting excited, wondering if the world was about to end. And then when it didn't, I was like, oh, no, because that never fucking actually happened. I, I didn't think it was going to happen for a second, to be honest. No, I didn't believe until we got right up against it. When you're looking at the face in the, in the, in the reflection, then all of a sudden I was like, oh, but what if it? Oh, it didn't. Of course not. What, why would I even let that fancy this last five minutes happen? Mm-hmm, That's all. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to know if California gets destroyed. Guys, I mean, we'll have to watch part two and find out. Okay. But until then, guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. You can always check us out. Facebook.com slash knowing us half the podcast. Patreon.com slash knowing us half the podcast. Know your Joe episodes are going in there. New episodes are going in there. Extra content over 50 some odd episodes. And I mean, and know your Joe's guys. You just do the th- if you like the show, do the thing. That's all I got to say about that. Uh, Gina, do you have any shows coming up? Chan, anything you guys, you guys want to plug? Maybe there's a comic book that people could pre-order? Chan, you wrote a comic book? Chan wrote a comic book. Yeah, with Haley Mancini. And she was like, you know what? You're the best writing partner I have. All the others are terrible. That's fair. I will say I, I uh, read through my copy today. And being a weird perfectionist, I spotted a few mistakes. Uh-huh. Oh, no. Typos. Uh, uh, the art or the writing? There, uh, a little bit of both. Gina um, Ippolito throws her artist under the bus. No, no. I oh, mean, yeah. I think that probably it, it, what it was is it goes through so many people and so many so many stages that that it, and it's also quite possible that like in my mind it was one way and then I'm like, oh, I see how it could have been 
Red like that. As Buzz Dixon talked about, the oar in the the oar in the water. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I see, but yeah, it was it was. I I am curious to see what people who who didn't write it (laughs) uh, think of it because I was was wondering. I was there were some parts where I was like, if I didn't write this, would this make sense to me? So I'm curious. I'm curious what everyone thinks. I've ordered it on March 26th. You can pre-order it on Amazon. It's called Babe Squad, and the price just went down. It did, and it's now on Kindle, which I have no idea how that works because you know. can't you can't do graphic novels on Kindle. Guys, if last time you were we were talking about this and you thought to yourself twelve ninety nine is an awful lot for a graphic <laughs> novel, what if I told you it was now like nine dollars? Yeah, nine dollars. Like that's probably that's, not, that's probably like, not a good sign, it's like right? Thirty percent off they're already, already. They're already giving giving it away at yard sales. <laughs> Guys, I went to my local Goodwill. I found lots of copies. But and it's did, not even out yet. I don't even know how this happened. I, I did have a cool moment, though, where I was like, all right, I finished reading it. Because it's been on my table just like sure. uh, uh, out. Wait, you didn't like immediately read it the second you got it? No, I mean, I haven't had time. Today was like the first time that I actually had time. Uh, You've had it for like two weeks now, a week? Yeah, I do you understand how busy I am? I do, but I understand <laughs> how narcissistic I am. And if I had written a comic book, that's all I would do. I would read it 20 times in the first day and literally lose my family. I mean, Haley has still not read it. Uh, uh, what is happening? But I had a cool moment where I finished reading it and I was going to just put it back on my table to be like, oh, cool, a graphic novel's here. And then I was like, nope, I can now put it on my graphic novel shelf <gasps> right in between uh, a Batman and a, let's see, I'm trying to think of what else. It'd be something that probably ends the A's. So maybe the Atom? No, no, it was like, uh, oh, you're right, uh, Alias, maybe. Alias, Right in okay. between a- Alias and uh, uh, Batman. There it is. Yeah. Yeah, nice. So, guys, Babe Squad, uh, you can go to Gina Ippolito's uh, Twitter profile where it is pinned, because I made her do it. <laughs> I forgot about that. And it will be pinned there for the next five years. <laughs> so you will you will get to do that. Chan, any shows you want to plug? Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, you can also listen to my other show, The Who Would Win uh, Show. Uh, it's available on iTunes and all the other stuffs. So you can hit us up uh, at Who Would Win Show on Twitter, uh, where me and the co-host James Gavsey, we we debate fictional superheroes and uh, uh, monsters and heroes and who would win a chance encounter fight between the two of them. It's a riot. We just uh, dropped our fourth show, Captain Marvel versus Spawn. By the time you hear this, we'll have a new show out, Voldemort versus the Green Lantern. Which is, I love this battle a lot. Uh, a lot of fun okay, went into okay, it. Okay. And uh, you guys can check us out there. So in the meantime, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, that's all the stuff we got. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter. We're at G.I. Joe Podcast. Or me, I'm at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And and by the, literally, guys, buy the freaking babe squad. Like, <laughs> what are you doing with your lives? Just buy the thing. It's $9 now, <laughs> you cheapskates. Look, if you can afford to pay your improv coach, you can afford... <laughs> To buy Genus Comics. This feels real specific, real local. <laughs> it really could be anybody. Chad, why don't you, given your history, why don't you buy 10 copies for your teammates? Oh, I think 12. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, they could just, they'll pay me back eventually. <laughs> I mean, eventually they say they will, and they would, improv people are known for telling the truth. It's sketch, so. Ray. There's a difference between improv and sketch. I know. I'm, I'm doing it wrong on purpose because I'm a jerk, <laughs> and I'm trying to change the names so people maybe don't know what we're talking Good night, everybody. <laughs> find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always, am I the winner? Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, 
and even the Muppets vs. Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts, or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com.